Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. I am so cozy right now. I'm sitting here in my pajamas and I'm right in front of the TV, which is playing that fireplace show. You know that show where that guy comes in every now and then with like a pick and and moves the fire around and it's just a super cozy winter thing. That is what you can imagine as you listen to me speaking to you today. I am super excited, I say this every time, um, but I am, to talk to you about the topic of what if I'm settling because I'm just afraid of being alone. I think that's like the first time anyone's ever said that sentence, excited to talk about that topic, (laughs) but I'm excited because I know that it's such a common thing in the relationship anxiety space and it's literally one of the biggest questions I get is what if I'm actually just afraid of being by myself and that's the reason that I am telling myself I have relationship anxiety. I'm just like tricking myself and maybe relationship anxiety isn't even a thing and I'm just using it as an excuse because I'm scared to feel the emotions of a breakup or you know could be anything along those lines but I want to come in and pour a little truth serum on that fear. I hope that this episode can be kind of like one of your go-tos whenever this fear comes up because I know that it's scary like really really scary. It feels like you can't trust yourself which is a horrible feeling and I remember almost feeling like am I gaslighting myself? Like, am I going crazy? And I'm just telling myself that I have relationship anxiety and I'm actually in like a terrible relationship and I'm with a bad partner. And that's the reason why I don't like to tell anyone about my relationship because they're going to react because it's actually bad. And it's, it's so weird not being able to trust your own thoughts like that. And that's why I'm happy to have these resources where it's like, okay, I feel that fear and I know what to do. I know where to go. I'm going to go to that one podcast episode that explains it. So first of all, as I say, literally all of the time, and I should probably say it on every post, is my content is not for women in abusive relationships of any kind or women who are in a relationship where they're constantly being cheated on or with a partner who has some sort of toxic dynamic that falls under the topic of abuse. And, you know, that goes for any type of abuse, verbal, emotional, physical. So I don't want you to use, if you're one of those people, first of all, my heart goes out to you and I don't want you to use relationship anxiety as an excuse. Because for those types of situations, 
I can definitely see how it would be misconstrued. So just that disclaimer there, if that's you, sending you so much love, please go and seek professional help. But if you're in a relationship that is healthy or, you know, maybe you're not going through the best time with your partner, maybe you have arguments and you guys don't get along and you don't feel like all of your needs are being met, but you're with somebody and you know that they're a good person and they have a good heart and they're not intentionally hurting you. It's just things like them not talking to you enough or not showing their love in a certain way or they've let you down in a way that is, you know, common. Because I want to normalize the fact that, yes, definitely nobody should stay in a relationship where they're being mistreated, but also it's normal for people to let us down. I've let my partner down a lot. I've let friendships down. I've let my parents down. So it's not that you have to be in like a perfect relationship for this to apply to you. It's just that there needs to be a level of safety and there needs to be an environment where you are able to grow. Okay, now that we've discussed that, I'm just gonna start going right into our topic. What if I'm settling because I'm afraid of being alone? So like I said, people message me this all of the time. One of my most common asked questions, so hopefully that makes you feel better right out the gate that so many women and people, by the way, if you're a man listening to my podcast, I see you. I love you guys too. I just focus my content more on women because I, when I make these podcasts and when I write my posts, I actually picture myself five years ago or three years ago and I feel like I'm talking to her and so... That's why it resonates so deeply with so many women, but if you're a man, of course you're welcome here as well. So this fear actually showed up for me recently. If you've heard my episode about how I had relationship anxiety come back for a week, this was like a big part of that. I was like, wait a minute, what if relationship anxiety isn't even a real thing? What if I've just been telling myself I have relationship anxiety because he's mistreating me? And anxiety can be so, so convincing that that is the truth. And the reason why it's so convincing and that part of you, that relationship anxiety part, wants you to believe it so, so badly isn't because it's necessarily the truth. It's because that part of you is trying to protect you and it truly, truly believes that staying with your partner is dangerous, that it needs to protect you from this relationship. And the reason why that part of you really believes that this is a dangerous situation is because you may have what's called a faulty neuroception. And that sounds like a really fancy term, but basically it just means that in your brain, your threat detector is not working properly perhaps due to past trauma or past events. So you are detecting danger even when there is no real threat present. And sometimes it can feel very real. A lot of people describe it as like a fire alarm that's broken and it just keeps on going off over and over and over again, even when there is no smoke and there's no fire and everything is fine. 
So for example, let's say you were with your partner and they were super tired. This is <laughs> may or may not again be a real example from my life. But let's say that you're with your partner, super tired, and he wants to go to sleep. And he does not want to watch a show with you. And you start to think to yourself, wait a minute, he doesn't want to watch a show with me? That's ridiculous. That must mean that he doesn't love me and there's other partners out there who would be way better partners for me and they would prioritize their girlfriend because they care about spending quality time with them, especially when they've had such a long, busy day, and your mind can just go and go and go and go. But that fire alarm sees that situation that your partner doesn't want to spend time with you as an actual danger. And the alarm goes off. And in this case, the alarm is your bodily reaction. So you have emotion come up. And because that emotion comes up, then the fear gets even louder and seems even more real. Like, oh, my partner doesn't love me or I'm with the wrong person. And then because that fear comes up, the emotion gets even louder. And it's just this really difficult cycle. Kind of like you can think of it as, let's say you were in a house and the fire alarm started going off. And then there's a kid in the house and he started screaming because he doesn't like the fire alarm. And then the fire alarm gets louder. So the kid starts screaming and crying louder. And then the cycle just keeps on getting worse. And then after that happens, because you have that emotional memory from that event, the next time you watch TV with your partner or he's too tired, that could become a trigger and start happening over and over and over again. So... It could just be that your nervous system is dysregulated, but a lot of the times it also is related back to trauma in your past or emotional experiences from your childhood. So let's see an example for this. I hope this is all making sense. Sometimes I'm like, are my examples even making sense? (laughs) But an example could be when you were a kid, you remember that your father never spent time with you and he would always go to night shifts. Maybe he was like a fireman and he would always do night shifts overnight. And so as a kid, because you weren't able to rationalize, you took that in as, oh, my dad doesn't care about me. He never spends time with me when I get home from school. And so now, even though it might not be consciously something that you think about when your partner doesn't want to spend time with you at night because he's too tired, maybe from working all day, you get super triggered and that fire alarm goes off because that part of you remembers the hurt from when you were little. And I want to also emphasize the fact that sometimes this could actually be that your partner did mess up and he did make a mistake and you have the right to be upset. However, it's so much harder and so much more intense because you also have... (laughs) relationship anxiety that is the hard part remembering this that okay there are times where you are allowed to be upset of course and your emotions are so validated but also there's that extra layer of that voice in your head telling you this means I'm with a bad person 
and forgetting everything that he's done in your entire relationship that has shown that he's a good partner or saying to you, this means that I need to leave him because he's not going to change. And it goes to all of these extreme stances that don't really match up to what happened. I think it might be helpful for you guys to think about it as if it was your friend because with friendships, we're less likely to be like, I'm just going to throw this person out (laughs) if they upset me one time. Um, Or hopefully you're not like that. I know I actually was like that at one point. And that's a whole other episode because I realize I'm very quick to get rid of people in my life um, when they are not perfect. But like I said, next episode, maybe in the future, you could also think of it as like a family member or a brother or a sister. But think about if, let's say your sister, she stole one of your shirts and she stained it and threw it in the garbage because it was stained and then tried to hide it from you. Even though you told her, you're not allowed to borrow my clothes. If you then found your shirt in the garbage, of course you'd be upset and you'd be mad and you'd have to have a conversation about it and you'd have to set some boundaries, but there wouldn't be that added layer of, wow, my sister's a terrible person. I don't wanna be her sister anymore. I don't wanna be her friend. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, you can feel that way when you're in a big argument with people. But after about 24 hours or after a few hours, usually you go back to normal and you could still be annoyed and frustrated, but you're not still feeling that exaggerated emotion. So this feeling, this fear, this thought can come up from actual problems in the relationship, which are normal because every relationship has its flaws, every partner has its flaws, but it can also come up from a faulty neuroception of you thinking to yourself that there's a problem when there actually isn't even a problem. Another little mindset reframe that I think is really helpful is thinking about it flipped the other way around. Like, have you ever hurt your partner before and messed up and maybe said something you didn't mean in the heat of the moment or didn't keep your word how would you have felt if your partner then said to you you're just a bad partner you're a bad person you are (laughs) full of red flags and I don't want to be with you anymore because the love of my life would never have done that to me you'd be like wait that's not fair because I've done this and this and this in the past, I've shown you in my own way how I love you and I've been there for you up until now. Why can't you just forgive me? And then because you have relationship anxiety, you'd probably be like, you're the problem because you shouldn't be so quick to throw me out if you actually love me. So you can see how our relationship anxiety kind of always makes us the one who's right and makes our partner always the one who's wrong no matter if they were the one who messed up or if we were the one who messed up. Okay, so now that you guys know a little bit more and hopefully you're a bit more familiar with this, I wanna talk to you about how we're actually going to stop having this fear and this thought come up every time that you get into an argument or he lets you down or something happens that is not your 100% first choice, like him going to bed instead of watching a show with you. First of all, awareness is amazing. In the moment, if you could just say to yourself, wait a second, I'm having this thought. I validate my emotions. 
I have the right to be upset here, but I also have that relationship anxiety part telling me things that are a little bit over the top. And instead of being mad at this relationship anxiety part and trying to get rid of it, I'm going to have compassion for it because it's a part of me that only wants to keep me safe and is trying to keep me safe in the only way that it knows how. It really is kind of like a little kid trying to protect you. And the little kid doesn't know that the way that they're trying to protect you isn't working, but they're trying their best. And I I always just say random things that are so interesting. But another thing that comes to mind is the fact that that little kid in you or that relationship anxiety part is not hearing you when you tell it everything's fine. This is just relationship anxiety. You're overreacting. And it's not hearing you because that part of you is within your body and it doesn't trust you. Like why should it all of a sudden trust you when your entire life you've been believing everything that it says and your body feels really, really emotional. So of course it's not just going to completely quiet down when your stress levels are completely peaked and it's feeling really scary. And so the first thing that we need to do, which is really the first thing to healing your relationship anxiety, your anxious attachment, whatever anxiety you're experiencing, and that's regulating your nervous system. So learning how to be with the emotions in the moment, feel the emotions through, and then if you're not in a place where you can actually feel your emotions and let them move through you, like let's say you're out at a shopping mall with your partner, that's when you learn to regulate your emotions so that they're not completely consuming you. And you can do that through simple things. My, my favorite one to share in the moment for people is breathing. Just taking, let's say, a minute to close your eyes and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth pursing your lips like you're blowing through a straw and it doesn't feel good in the moment because you're like I don't want to do this I don't want to feel my emotions like what what's the point in this that part of you is going to really protest to keep you in your mind because it feels much safer to be in your mind talking bad about your partner than actually feeling things through a lot of people have a major fear of their feelings and that's why they walk around with their feelings in their body and their mind's going crazy because the mind chatter is really just a distraction from the things that are going on in their bodies. So every day you're going to want to work on this nervous system stuff in the morning, during your morning reset, and in the moment. And that is a major focus of the Fearless and Love Club for a good reason. And then you're going to have to get super, super comfortable with that fear of What if this anxiety is just trying to tell me that I'm with the wrong person? Because there is uncertainty there. You are sitting with a lot of uncertainty. And uncertainty is not a bad thing, but that relationship anxiety part of you thinks that the uncertainty is unsafe, and so that's why it's reacting to it. So again, being with the emotion is showing that scared part of you that you can handle uncertainty and that it doesn't have to be a life-threatening thing. I also want to remind you guys that 
you know, it's not going to be this crazy surprising outcome that comes out of nowhere and you're like, wait a second, I've healed my relationship anxiety and I realize I don't like my partner at all and I want to get out of here or all of a sudden you get this huge download of like, I have to leave my partner right now because he's not the right one. I like to think that if that ever did happen, if I ever was to realize that my partner wasn't the one, it would feel like neutral. It would either feel neutral or good. And now that I feel my relationship anxiety, I can talk about that. But before I would have been like, oh no, I'm not going to say that because I'm so scared of losing him. I had to overcome my fear of loss and now I can be with that uncertainty that, okay, I can't be 100% sure that this is my person because, you know, I'm not like a fortune teller, not that I even believe in fortune tellers, but you guys know what I mean. So just remember that right now there is one part of you that wants to stay with your partner and yes, It could be as well that this one part of you is afraid of being alone, but that doesn't mean that you're not meant to be with your partner. And then you probably also have that other relationship anxiety part of you that's trying to protect you by telling you very big claims and being very urgent, telling you we need to leave right now. Then there's that other part of you that is your higher self. Some people call it just the self with a capital S. Some people call it your spirit. But that part of you has a more balanced approach to decisions. And it knows what's best for you, but it would never tell you, okay, we need to leave right now. It would be subtle and it wouldn't be scary. So if you're having highly charged thoughts about how you're not supposed to be with him or he's not the one or relationship anxiety isn't a thing or I'm just pretending I have relationship anxiety and it's bringing up major, major fear in you, I think that's a pretty big sign that it could be those two younger parts kind of speaking back and forth. Like the one part that's scared of being alone, saying, no, we can't leave him. And then the other part that's scared of being in a relationship or being vulnerable with somebody is saying, no, we have to leave him. And those two are kind of going back and forth when in reality, your higher self is like watching like, okay, not this again. It's not that dramatic, you guys. When you have relationship anxiety and you're healing it, there is that fear of like, am I just gonna all of a sudden realize like, yes, he's the one or all of a sudden be like, no, he's not the one. And that's such a dramatic way of looking at it. like. I was never sitting there and I had this huge realization of, oh my gosh, he's the one, like this is it. And have like this huge light show go off and this big vision and all of this stuff happen. It's just like more of a subtle thing where, you know, you start to feel better and better and better and you start to open your heart more and more and more. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, I don't feel anxious anymore. Oh. Haven't thought about leaving him in a while. That's nice. So that's what I would say to expect. Don't expect this big, scary event. I think that's what really holds people back from working on this kind of anxiety. All of this really hit home for me when I went through a major friendship breakup about two years ago. 
and it was horrible. Like I, for a while, it was scary for me because I've never actually been through a romantic breakup. Alex was my first real boyfriend and I'm sure you guys know if this is your first relationship that comes with its own set of fears but I'd never known like what does it feel like when you know that you're not meant to be with someone anymore like in a true real way that is not relationship anxiety and then I broke up with this friend and first of all it was devastating it was like one of the hardest things that I've ever, ever done, but it was a completely different energy than how I feel when, or how I felt, sorry, when that part of me wanted to break up with my partner. It was completely different feeling. Like I didn't feel scared to break up with her for lack of better words. I just felt extremely sad. And I did feel a little bit scared of talking to her about it because it's a very scary conversation. It's very like dramatic and extreme to go up to your friend and be like, yeah, I don't wanna be friends anymore. Not that I said it in that way, but it was a different feeling. It was like a knowing and it, there was no uncertainty there. It was just like a different feeling of I have to do this, which might sound confusing and I don't want you to be like, oh, I have those feelings and that's why I have to break up with my partner now. No, I can't explain to you the energy and put that into words, but it didn't feel like relationship anxiety at all. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a pretty good chance that you really relate to my story and the things that I've described about relationship anxiety. You'll also see when you go through my, my reels, my posts, everything Every now and then, there are people who comment. And I'm always scared of you guys reading these comments, but I guess I should just address them because I don't want to have to delete them every time and and worry about you seeing them. There are people who sometimes go on and comment, oh, I thought I had relationship anxiety and then I broke up with my partner and realized that, you know, he wasn't actually the one. If you see that and you're triggered by those kinds of things, remember that it is possible for people to have relationship anxiety and then leave their partner and be happy with somebody else. Or they could have relationship anxiety, leave their partner, and then go and have relationship anxiety with somebody else. And the reason that those comments don't really phase me is because First of all, I'm happy that they've done what has made them the happiest. They've made the right decision for themselves. But also you can't compare your experience to that because relationship anxiety is less about your partner and more about you. I don't really believe that there's this one perfect person for you who's going to just be the answer. I believe that Different people bring up different triggers in us and then we have the choice as to if we want to work on those triggers and heal them or if we're not ready yet and we want to keep those triggers in us. And the cool thing about relationship anxiety is that while it's very, very hard, people who want to stay with their partner 
and they decide to work on their relationship anxiety are almost forced to do the inner work of healing because the reward of doing that inner work is staying with their partner and seeing the good in their partner. It's kind of like you wouldn't want to go and do some really difficult challenge. Like, you know, I haven't actually seen the show, but when I was at my grandma's house, she loves TLC. And I saw commercials for that show Naked and Afraid, and I'm pretty sure that they just drop people in the middle of a forest and they have to survive but they're not wearing clothes I don't know why I don't know what what the naked part has to do with it but who would go on that show if there wasn't a very enticing reward like I'm sure they get money at the end if they win and they also get you know the fame and the recognition of being on tv but they wouldn't go through that turmoil of trying to survive in the wilderness completely naked if there wasn't something that they were getting out of it. They wouldn't do that for no reason. If, if I just went up to you and I was like, hey, so-and-so, do you want to do this like challenge where I drop you in the middle of the forest naked and you have to survive? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're crazy. Just like if I went up to you and you weren't in a relationship and I was like, oh, hey, uh, you have some relationship wounds and it's going to be really painful and difficult to heal them. You'd be like, okay, well, what's in it for me? And when you're in a relationship, I get to say to you, well, what's in it for you is that you get to have an amazing relationship with your partner and you don't have to lose your partner. And then every other area of your life is going to transform. But the sad thing is, or I guess not necessarily sad, but the truth is, If I was to go up to you when you weren't in a relationship and I told you you're going to transform in every area of your life if you do this really difficult work, you might still say no because a lot of people are just comfortable being average in life and relationship anxiety forces you to do the work because you're not just trying to avoid being average, you're trying to avoid suffering. And suffering is always going to be more motivating than going after a prize or going after a gift. So my last encouragement for you that I want to leave you with is just accept where you are right now and trust that if you ever did decide to leave, it would feel neutral or it would feel appealing and it would be a different energy than this relationship anxiety energy. And you literally would have no choice but to not go. But at the same time, it wouldn't be this horrible, scary thing. Just like with my friendship breakup, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But I also, I wasn't terrified of doing it and it wasn't as hard. Hard to explain the nuance, but I hope you understand. All right, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you guys next week. Please DM me on Instagram if you have any requests for our upcoming podcast episodes. This is a show that is for you. I want to make sure you're getting the most benefit possible and that these episodes, while they may only be around 30 minutes, they are transforming your life one week at a time. All right, bye you guys, I love you.